Aging and Disease Prevention Radio is right here on Radio MD. Here's author, blogger, lecturer, and national medical media personality, Dr. Michael Smith, MD, with Healthy Talk. So is there an interesting link between eczema and asthma? I think it's a really interesting question, at least, and my guest is going to talk about uh, that link and, and, and what it may mean to people with eczema, with asthma, and the implications even on treatment. So my guest is Dr. Cheryl Lee Eberting. She's a board-certified dermatologist and a past research fellow at the National Institutes of Health. That means she's very, very intelligent. Dr. Eberting, welcome to Healthy Talk. Hello, thank you. So, okay, so eczema and asthma, I, I don't think... Other than the fact that they kind of sound alike when you say them, I don't think mm-hmm. my listeners appreciate that they might be linked together. So what, what new research are you looking at that is, you know, leading you down that line of thought that they're connected? Okay. So uh, there are three diseases that, that kind of go hand in hand. We call them the atopic triad. Um, they are asthma, eczema, and hay fever. So if you have one of those conditions, you tend to have one or more of the other two. And I'm going to add into that another condition called keratosis pilaris. And that is a condition where you have little red bumps on the upper outer part of your upper arms and sometimes on your cheeks. It makes you have rosy cheeks. Those conditions come in in families. They come together. And I think uh, some of the most interesting research that has come out in the last couple of years Um, in regards to the link between asthma and eczema are some studies that were done in how you can actually prevent eczema. And uh, this this gives us some clues. So children who are statistically very likely to develop eczema, so meaning if you had eczema, half of your kids are going to have eczema, or if you have a child who has eczema, then half of your future children are going to have eczema. So they did a study. They've done a couple of studies now. If you treat your baby starting at three weeks of age with a hypoallergenic moisturizer twice a day, um, that baby is 50% less likely to go on to, to develop eczema and asthma. What that tells to us is that your immune system uh, is really very much linked to your skin barrier. And I think of it as your skin barrier is kind of the window to your immune system. And for people who have eczema, we know that they have uh, disruptions in the skin barrier, so their skin barrier is very open to the environment, and that which is why they develop allergies more easily. Um, by closing off the immune system and repairing the skin barrier so that it is not open up, open to the environment, you can actually prevent the inflammatory pathways that lead to the development of asthma. And this has been something in my clinical experience, in my practice, that uh, I, I think is very true. I'll have these babies that have very mild eczema. If you can get their eczema under control very quickly and keep it under control, they end up growing up to not have a problem. However, children who come in 7, 8, 9, and then into their teenage years who have eczema that has not been uh, kept under control, those are the ones that are much more likely to have asthma, much more likely to have severe eczema, and we have a tougher time getting their eczema under control. So we are able to do so, but it takes more work. So let's go back to this idea of, of, the, of the barrier, okay? So, so what you're saying is so you ha- your skin is normally acts like a barrier. When there's breaks in that barrier, like you see with eczema, 
What does that do? I mean, why would some breaks in the skin, in a sense, like hypersensitize the immune system and we, and we start seeing other autoimmune disorders? Why does, why does that happen? So it has something to do with uh, the inflammatory pathways, and I could get into the nitty-gritty of the science, but it's, it's pretty complicated. But it has to do with uh, turning on certain inflammatory pathways, uh, in particular uh, related to chemicals and allergens that come in contact with the skin. And the skin barrier, you, you would think, well, if you're inhaling those allergens, those are the ones that trigger asthma. But your skin probably is probably what sensitizes your immune system as a whole. Those allergens are probably coming in through the skin in the first place, which then leads to the sensitization and the triggers that cause asthma. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. But it, So now the next question, though, is, okay, what about the barrier in the gut? I mean, what about people with, say, polyps and ulcer disease or inflammatory bowel disease, uh, where we know there's some denuding of that of that layer in the, in the gut? Do you see the same thing? I mean, are we, does that also... Are those conditions also linked to other autoimmune disorders? You know, um, they are, but they're not thought to be linked to eczema. Um, I think the immune system of the gut is a very, very interesting thing, and we can talk about um, uh, another super interesting study. A a dermatologist in Pennsylvania started doing some patch testing against allergens, uh, preservatives that are found in foods, and certain foods. You don't usually patch test someone against a food. Normally, you would do a prick test or you would check an IgE level. He actually did patch testing where he put the food on the skin uh, to see if it developed eczema. And what he found is there are certain preservatives in food and certain foods that are most commonly associated with causing inflammation in the gut or eczema of the gut. Mm. And guess what the most common food was? Garlic. Mm. Garlic, yeah. really? Hmm. Garlic, yeah. And so that's something that a lot of us t- think, oh, let's take garlic. It'll help your immune system fight off, you know, fight off an infection or a virus. You actually may be sensitizing your immune system at that time, especially if you're taking it with zinc, because zinc can actually help to make your, your immune system more likely to react to what you're presenting to your immune system with it at the same time. Interesting. Yeah. Well, you know, I think we, what we're learning ultimately is the immune system is very complicated. And there's a lot of, you know, um, checks and balances within the immune system. And, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. You know, we know that there are some nutrients that can stimulate others that can bring it. So you got to just really con- consider all that when you're taking a, a, a immune type yeah. um, uh, products. Yeah. I just got a question. I'm going to ask you this. This is from a, a listener th- uh, through email. Amy asks, what should sufferers of eczema look for in a cleanser and moisturizer? Okay, so cleansers, um, unfortunately, I cannot, I cannot tell you that there is a cleanser uh, in existence that I consider completely safe for someone who has eczema, um, but most important is fragrances. There should be no fragrances in it. Um, you also want a cleanser that has no coca middle propyl betaine. So that is a, uh, a surfactant, um, and in addition to that, obviously avoid the essential oils and avoids sulfates as well. So we know those chemicals are no-nos for people who have eczema. Um, For moisturizers, you want to find a product that also has no fragrances, that replaces the lipids to the skin barrier, um, in particular cholesterol esters, uh, ceramides, and very long-chain fatty acids. And 
Another thing that is super, super important is pH, which we haven't talked about that. Um, but the pH of the skin barrier is something that is really, really important. So products that have an acidic pH, so between 4.6 and 5.6, and even lower than 4.6 is okay too, but you do not want an alkaline soap or an alkaline moisturizer on your skin. So, so let's bring this all back. That was a great answer. Let's bring this all back to this this link between eczema and asthma. And you know, let's let's say we're talking to a parent; their child has asthma. What does this kind of research and, and what you're what you're learning? What does it mean to that parent who has a who has that child with asthma? What what does that mean to them? So, having a child with asthma is is very stressful. Um, if, if you are one of those out there listening to this or a child with eczema, um, that they can have an exacerbation at any one, any time where they can't breathe. You end up in the ER if you're not prepared. Um, I think uh, nowadays there are technologies coming on board in the mobile health space that really help us, uh, help parents to keep their children's asthma under control. Um, I think it's really important to keep it under control. Okay, and, and unfortunately, we're gonna we're gonna have to leave it there. Can you give the web address real fast? Sure, truelipids.com. All right, thank you so much for coming on. Go check out the website, learn more about this. This is Healthy Talk on Radio MD. I'm Dr. Mike. Stay well.